0: It's barely in topic. Podcast for Boston Bruins fans. by
1: Boston Bruins fans.
0: Hey Nick, how are you?
1: I'm barely satisfactory. How are you?
0: Uh, um, numb. Mm. I think that's about that. That that's accurate. Of course, this is uh, barely in topic. Recording. I'm VA, and this is Nick. Hi, I'm Nick. Yep, that's Nick. Hi, Nick. Nick, I want to say, first of all, I wanted to say this to you last week, but then I kind of, like, we got into the moment of the, the podcast, and I, mm-hmm. I just totally forgot to say it. I'm really glad that you're, you've are you wrapped up school. Very proud of you for wrapping up Aww. school. I'm very happy that you're here, and you're recording with me, and that we could spend this time to rekindle our friendship, because absolutely you were very busy for a long time.
1: You know, and when I was wrapping up school, a lot of people asked me, "Oh Nick, what are you going to do? What are you going to do?" Um of course, omit, um, this is all happening during a pandemic. And I'm like, "Well, when the pandemic's over, I'll do this and that, but um when hockey starts, I'm going back in the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> we're like we're like, "Nick, we're happy to hear that. We're there so my, I'm 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 glad we're we're chatting again. I'm glad we're recording. And not only that, my uh, my friends and family are uh, happy for us. So I think that's awesome. Oh,
0: that's good. I'm so mm-hmm. happy. Yeah. I'm happy that that's working out for you and them and everybody. Because, you know, I, I know what it's like when you're just like, I want to talk about hockey stuff, but I don't necessarily want to talk about the stuff you want to talk about. Right? When you're like yeah. hanging around with somebody or something. Or like you're, in my case, I talk to my husband and it's kind of like... An echo chamber. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, oh gosh, Twitter. Oof,
1: no. I, I stayed off Twitter today.
0: I think that was a very, very wise move. I did not, but I didn't <laughs> actually see a huge amount of Bruin stuff because right now my feed is being clogged up by political stuff. And uh, really, I'm just, I'm ready for November to happen. But anyway... Okay, so what we have to talk about is, well, the end of the Bruins playoff run. Um, Last week, we recorded on Sunday, just before the first game of the series, and that first game was awesome until the Bruins started easing up on their lead. Luckily, time ran out before Victor Hedman could get a hat trick. <laughs>
1: Victor Hedman, like, he was single-handedly trying to win game one for the Lightning, and he almost did it.
0: Yep, he almost did. But thankfully, the, the Bruins clawed on to their lead and, and, and did not lose. And then, game two, I don't know what the fuck... Bruce Cassidy was thinking. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was Game Three. Let's go back to Game Two. Game Two was the game that went to overtime. Okay, that's why you that was- looked at me kind
1: of quizzically, like, "What?" Yeah. No, no. It's like I, I, it was a close game, and the Bruins just happened to lose an OT. Yeah, yeah, that was sad. Mm-hmm.
0: That that nothing really wrong with that. It's just you know you don't want to get into an overtime battle with the uh, with the uh, tampa they're a little bit younger they're a little bit faster and <laughs> quite frankly they have a little more talent who knows how to connect
1: and it was that game where i real and if I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself i apologize but it was that game i realized and i think the lightning realized how to beat the bruins they low to high Low to high. It's the exact same thing that Carolina did, just the Lightning are a lot better at it. Okay,
0: so explain that. Low to high. What does that mean?
1: Okay, so you get the pucks in deep behind the net, yep. and then you pass it up to the defenseman. Okay. The Bruins, um, in my opinion, got lucky against Carolina, or were... Honestly, the Bruins are a better team, and uh, were able to get Carolina off their game. Right. Uh, just... Because, I don't know. You I mean again? Jordan Stahl died, <laughs> um, and Justin Williams is a baby, and Dougie Hamilton uh, is also a baby. So, again, they're they're easily rattled. <laughs> uh, the the Tampa Bay Lightning are not easily rattled, yeah. and they do the Carolina thing better than Carolina does. I think. Carolina I guess gets all the credit because that's the only thing they do. Right. Tampa has multiple ways to beat you. They picked the one that the Bruins couldn't uh we had the hardest time struggling to defend.
0: Right. There were a lot of shots from the point that that like bounced off somebody into mm-hmm. the goal or or they just happened to have the person right in the right spot to either deflect or shield, you know?
1: Shoot early and often. And that's what worked. Yep,
0: yeah. Game three was the one where I was just like, what the fuck happened?
1: Thankfully, I saw about zero minutes of that game. Um, so I cannot confirm or deny anything that happened within that game. But I saw the score and it was bad.
0: It was terrible. And poor Daniel Bledash or Dan Vladar, if you want to call him that, which I don't think is right. But anyway... Ladar, uh, he uh, he just got thrown to the wolves. That's just not the way you want to introduce your young goaltender uh, to game action. So that sucked. It really did. And I don't. The thing I don't understand is this: what you had in game two wasn't broken.
1: No, it was it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, you you made it to overtime, and lost by a goal in overtime. So you didn't need to really tweak the lineup as much as he did there. Why did he go 7-D?
1: When has that ever worked for the Bruins? Never. Oh, my
0: God. No. No. It It was just awful. And it was like one of those things where it's like, okay, they're going to go 7-D, but I don't think Connor Clifton played in that game, who had played some forward. Down in Providence, but it's like nope, it was an internal thing, and they they decided not to play him and I was just like, Okay, I don't understand this It was just it was a disaster, just a disaster, and it's just like you know on a typical night against the lightning, they're gonna at least score two to three goals on you. You need to score more than one goal, and in that case, you needed to do something that you weren't doing. <laughs> because mm-hmm. <laughs> what the score was like seven to one that's just ridiculous yeah and that was just it's like not even uh, was it a beer league team i mean it just uh, it was terrible so basically when it came to what was it came for, i wasn't feeling particularly hopeful and i that was saturday was that that saturday oh yes saturday
1: at noon yeah
0: saturday at noon and i actually slept <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I I did watch that game. The score could have been a hundred to nothing. Tampa controlled the game from puck drop to the, the end of the game. DeBrusque had an insane goal. Like he, his like he turned his body like his torso all the way around so his head and chest were facing the same direction as his butt cheeks to grab the puck and shoot it. I'm like, very athletic move. Um, I I. I <laughs> I think it surprised everyone, which is why it went in. But besides that skillful goal, Bruins were never in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you just, you can't expect to advance if you just can't put it together. Last night I watched because I was just like, well, it's probably going to be the last one. So I think I should make an effort to at least watch this or most of it or whatever. And and. Here's the thing. This is the thing that got me. When the Bruins tied it up, I was like, oh, shit. They they gave me a glimmer of hope. Oh, totally. Give me a glimmer of hope. And then when they went into the o- first overtime period and, and the score r- remained the same at the end, I was like, oh, no, no, you're not going to try to claw this series back, are you? And then when they lost... In overtime and you just saw it and you're like, yeah, I know this is going to happen. They are tired. They are looking gassed. They don't. Yeah, they're going to let one go in. And fucking Victor Hedman.
1: He's really good. I know he's really good. It's very frustrating. Aside from the Bruins season ending last night at that game, the biggest bummer to me was that the Bruins actually were the better team in game five. (sighs) But that's the way, that's, the game is not one on just who played better. Nope. It's, in my opinion, the Bruins kind of stole one in game one. Yeah, they had that three, nothing leave. But then Tampa kind of said, oh, wait, we're really good. So.
0: <laughs> Let's remember how good we are and play up to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's so frustrating.
0: Look, I, look, I, <laughs> I have been watching the Bruins for many years now, and I know exactly what it's like for them to play Tampa and the frustrations that come with that. And I I know that sometimes Tampa just doesn't play as well as they can during the regular season, but then in the in the postseason, they usually turn it all on, right? Except for last postseason, which was an anomaly, honestly. But I just was sitting there like, I, I you. Can't give me a little bit of hope and then rip it away from me. What am I trying to say? Dude, don't rip it away from me. That's yep. all. So I just uh, I'm just I'm confused in some ways because I, on the one hand it's like I, I said I said to you last week I, I think that the Lightning will take it in six games. It was five. And I wasn't very hopeful and I've been saying all along it's very hard for me to get my head into the game right now. At first, when they were like, yes, we're going to play hockey, I was, like, super excited. And I think the Bruins just never looked ready. And that took me out.
1: Well, the Bruins themselves, I I think I was reading one of the articles, I think, on The Athletic, said they tried to get as prepared as they could, but the preparation wasn't that good. And even at the start of this tournament bubble, I, I even kind of brought that up, um, not about the Bruins maybe being prepared, but I always said this is just going to be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the playoffs, but it's going to be a special one-off Stanley Cup tournament playoff edition. Put it, Sure, put an asterisk on whoever wins it if you want. They, we Obviously, life is much different. This was the best way to get uh, a champion for the 2020 season. But to me, it's not your... Regular, regular winner. It still sucks that the Bruins lost, especially considering... Can you believe my work phone's going off at 8.30 at night? (laughs) Um, Sorry. It's going to be a bigger disappointment if any of our beloved Bruins leave, and this is the season, the last season they get to to play with the Bruins. A pandemic-stricken season. That's a bummer. Yes. Um, There's bigger bummers in life. Um, But for your sports drama, that is a bummer.
0: Right. I I think this is the thing for me. I don't think it needs to be an asterisk (coughs) beside this because what we already know is this, that the playoffs are really ruled by the hot teams winning. Okay. Whoever can get the hottest wins and luck. A whole bunch of luck.
1: I agree. and. You 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 basically spend the entire regular season as a preparation to the playoffs. The Bruins had their stride. They had a goalie who was not homesick, who was not worried about his, his children. Oh, he was worried, but...
0: Not in the same what?
1: way. Yeah. I definitely think it's different. Oh, my daughter isn't feeling well. I'll see her at the end of this game. Mm-hmm. Just check up on her. So the pandemic hurt the Bruins. But that's life. Right. Mm-hmm. That's life. I'm not going to be one of these guys on Facebook because Facebook arguments are different than Twitter. I'm not going <laughs> to be one of these uh, guys on Facebook. Well, you see, if the, the pandemic ever happened, the brewing definitely would have I'm – not, I'm not doing that.
0: No, there's – it's not a time for ifs. Yeah. If this didn't happen then, no, no more of those. I mean it's just – Being bogged down in the reality of the Bruins not being, they were the same team, minus Tuca, but they were not hot anymore. Yeah. They had four months to cool off. Mm -hmm. And that hurts. Philadelphia was able to rev up right away, but now it looks like they might be eliminated tonight. The Capitals never seemed to really get it together. Even the Blues got kicked out in the first round. You know, and mm-hmm. they were another one of the hot teams. So, like, Philadelphia might have been the hottest team going into the break, and they managed to rekindle that somehow. But, like I said, it could be all over tonight. Um, so, I'm just gonna be glad that chaos is reigning. I don't really yes. care who wins now, because it's like, whatever. I kind of hope it's not the the Golden Knights though, because, like, they should win when it, like, when you can really celebrate that. You know what right. I mean? That would be fun. I am eventually looking forward to our new overlords and saviors, the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> Glad I'm buying it on early on that one. That's going to be fun. But, you know, I, I basically, I, I think you're right about like the thing that's sad, uh, where I'm getting the sadness is not that they just lost. It's that there's a lot of uncertainty going into the Bruins for next season and beyond. So we've talked about this quite a few times. It looks like it's probably the last game for Krug. Yeah. And, you know, I know that people now are starting to put out this whole thing like, well, his contract was going to be too big and it was going to be regretful and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, that's very well true. That's that's what happens with free agency, unfortunately. Uh, And because you didn't lock him up before, he gets more expensive. So... Uh, So I'm just sad, but I also wonder how much Sweeney was willing to just let him go.
1: The deadline move Sweeney made cleared up cap space and brought us Kasha, of course. So the Heinen deal, Heinen trade still doesn't make sense to me, but I'm like, huh, Richie is cheaper than Heinen. To me, I was kind of looking at it like, all right, he's improving the second line, really hurting the, the third but giving us cap space to maybe bring back Krug.
0: Right. I mean, at one point or another, it looked like he could have had like 23 million in cap space next season to to work with had the cap gone up.
1: Exactly. But then the cap never didn't go. Pandemic again.
0: Well, quite frankly, the teams are very lucky. The cap isn't going down.
1: Down. Mm -hmm.
0: So being flat. Stinks in some ways, but it's not going down. But there are other teams that are far more affected by that. And I'll bring that up in a little while. Yeah, so it's like, I'm sad uh, about Krug being or on the outside here. Chara, man, I don't know what's going on with that. But everybody's treating it like it's the absolute end. And I'm like, I'm not ready to say that yet. But I saw him play in the playoffs. And wow, that four off, months off for him was not great.
1: I, I have a crazy suggestion. Ooh. Y- you bring back Chara. What, he he signed for $2 million less for, well, I guess, and this in, season?
0: And incentives, uh, yeah. bonuses, so, yeah.
1: I do think he would have to take a pay cut. I think he would do it. He's a team guy, of course, but he's your third pairing defenseman.
0: Yep, that, that is another suggestion that I saw that it maybe put him together with Clifton. Mm-hmm. Clifton could really use some guidance at times. Or Lausanne. I mean, depending. Yep. Lausanne could definitely use some some guidance as well. Because he needs to learn to stop taking penalties. Penalties, yeah. Oh my god, I love you. But stop it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm not ready to say goodbye to Chara, but I'm also ready for the Patrice Bergeron captaincy to happen. So, I don't know... I just feel like uh, I don't want Char to go away because I just love having him around. But last night they were like practically eulogizing him on the broadcast. That really pissed me off.
1: Which is sports uh, casters. They are always there to make the moment seem bigger than it is. Mm -hmm. And we buy into it. It's fun. Especially especially fun if your team is winning and something happens. I remember Doc Emmerich in 2011 was talking about how one fan said, we do not lose to the British. We will not lose to the British Columbia. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And, like, I will never forget that. He just compared the Bruins beating the Vancouver Canucks to to the U.S. gaining independence from England, which I I, I think – I mean, I I think we can all agree that the Bruins, of course, winning the cup was bigger, more important. So how dare he even (laughs) compare it to Italy? It's fun. It's what they do. But it is a possibility. It seems more of a possibility today than it did a month ago.
0: Yeah, I can see why people would say that. And even Chara said, I don't know what my future is yet. Uh, I'm going to keep an open mind. Right. Um, I also wonder how much, like, how great would it be to get Chara in to do, like, some other, like, get him into coaching or get him Mm -hmm. into development or something or training or something. That would be phenomenal. If that's something that he's interested in, which I think that he might be, who knows, that would be really great. So he could be really great as a mentor, as opposed to a top line player, or a top pairing player, so um, that would be great. But I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I'm not going to say he's out the door yet. So I mean, Krug, I think is definitely
1: out the door. He can make eight million somewhere. He can't make it in Boston. You never know how long your career is going to last. He's in his late twenties, twenty nine, I think. Krug, no hard feelings. You got to go the cabbages.
0: My cabbages. Look. Tori Krug could go back to Michigan because I know that the Red Wings would just back up the bank truck to to his house and mm-hmm. just spill out all of the money. And remember, I don't know if you knew this. I had predicted this before because of all the chaos that was going on. I predicted that the Red Wings would be the uh, winners of the Stanley Cup next season.
1: <laughs> I missed that. I, I definitely missed that.
0: <laughs> oh, it must have been with Jeff and, and uh, Tim. Yes. Uh, I said that uh, because everything, everybody's going to be crazy with the cap and all this stuff. I'm like, nope, Red Wings, they're going to win. They're going to win the Stanley Cup next season.
1: If he goes to the Red Wings, he's probably instantly their captain.
0: That's what I would say. Yeah. Which, you know what? Honestly, let's just admit it. That would be a boost. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just sitting there and I'm like, you know, your other choice for, for uh, captain there would be, what's his name? Larkin. Larkin. I think because he's, like, the longest tenured one yeah. there now. Because Cronwall is basically retired, right?
1: You've been Cronwald. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and Zetterberg is, I think, I think they uh, kept the C around, but I think his contract is up or something.
1: I thought he just flat out retired. I don't think or he, just did. Said he wasn't Or is he just saying, I'm not playing?
0: He basically had an injury that that retired yeah. him, but I think he still had a contract. I'm, I'm going to look up,
1: yeah. Only Luongo, like, actually retires. Yeah, that was crazy. Like, oh, Luongo had a deal, and he's, nope, he's, he's just done. He's done playing. Oh,
0: okay, so here we go. Henrik Zetterberg is still making $6 million next season. Wow. So, and, you know, since he basically, he hasn't, I don't think he's played since, like, what, 2018. Because he had a 12-year contract.
1: Oh, back in the day where you can do stuff like that.
0: Right, right. So, actually, okay, so his cap hit, I'm sorry, his cap hit is 6.08, but his salary uh is as, $1. Oh, no, his salary last two seasons was uh, or last season was 1 million or this yeah. season is 1 million. Next season it's 1 million. So, yeah, he's basically doing the Marian Hosa. <laughs> He's he's too injured to play out that contract, so but he's still you know sizable to cap it, but it's also LTIR, so they have that overage basically, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, so what's interesting is that the the Maple Leafs and maybe this is what inspired them to do that trade, um, where they basically got rid of uh, what was it Kapanen, mm-hmm. and then. You know, there was, like, all of these players, like, shuffled back and forth. And it looks like Pittsburgh lost that trade. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, the, the Leafs, they are in big trouble. They need to shed some major salary because David Clarkson and Nathan Horton's money comes off the books this season. And that was, like, a huge amount of money. So they don't have that LTIR room anymore. But, you know... When your top line is being paid like I don't know what thirty nine million dollars a year or something or something oh it's, it's like twenty nine re- million dollars a year yeah. that's yeah uh, that's one way you can go about it that's fine but you haven't even won a playoff series oh my god today some somebody wrote into the Felger and Maz show today and said that basically the Bruins are like the Or, like, the Maple Leafs with uh, with a blip, like an anomaly of winning in 2011. So they're like the Maple Leafs, but with better sweaters. And I'm like, the Maple Leafs haven't won a playoff series in I don't know how long. You know? Yeah, I don't... It it doesn't... The the analogy does not fit.
1: No, it doesn't work at all.
0: No, but I was just sitting there and I I listened to that. And at that point, I was just like, I am done with the radio. I turned it off. It's like, I don't... I don't want to hear about this. So, uh, Connor Ryan wrote something in the Boston Sports Journal. And basically he suggested that while there are questions about what's going to happen next year, we still have, we have a major part of the core still intact. Not sure what's happening with Chara. Krug looks like he's going away. We still have Bergie, Krejci, Rask, Marshan, we have other players like Grizzlick and uh, McAvoy who are, you know, starting to be the core for the, the defense. But basically. All right. So basically, here's the thing. We still have players. How you feel about those players. Yes, they're aging and stuff. But you also have Pasta, who's like amazing. Unless you're like some of the people I saw on Twitter last night who are like, trade everybody. I'm like, mm, let's not do that. The salary cap is going to screw up other teams a lot more than it's going to screw us. We might not be able to sign Krug, but then we're going to have to bring somebody else up from Providence or something. We're probably not re-signing Nordstrom, but we've yeah. got Stutnika. This, <laughs> this playoff series, especially last night, was like the rise of Stutnika. So it's good. We have talent in the pipeline. It's not all over, but... You might have to go through a brief little rebuilding phase at some point i mean it's kind of what we did for like a couple of years there right while well, they didn't make the playoffs look you might have wanted to win it for chara this year mm. and win one with with the uh, in your defensive core and that's just not gonna happen not this year it's gonna be somebody else it's gonna be somebody new so Be happy about that. It's going to be somebody who hasn't won in a long time. Good for them. All hope is not lost, but it's just, we don't know what's going to happen. And that can be exciting. But right now, because we're sad that it's another year without a cup, we're not feeling that excited about it. I think that's, that's pretty much it. But I can't help but think because they won the President's Cup, if they had, they were probably going to win the President's Cup this the season. It just continued. Mm-hmm. That's hard for some reason. It is a hard path for teams.
1: It's like a curse. Oh, it's totally a curse. I Probably the last team to win the President's Trophy and the Cup 2013, Chicago Blackhawks. And that was a weird year. Yeah. As well.
0: It was a 48-game season. Mm-hmm.
1: Back when the... <laughs> the oh was that the last year or the year after i think no i think that was the winnipeg jets first year yes and they were in the southeast division playing tampa florida and all them oh, yeah. because yeah they didn't have because of the lockout They didn't have a chance to re- redo the alignment mm. and Yeah, and the jets were just in the eastern southeastern division love it so weird
0: so weird it's, I don't know why. It's just kind of hard to put things into words right now. It's uh, I'm not especially sad. I am a little bit numb. I'm a little confused about whether or not I should be sad or not. But, you know, we could take a... What was it? We were going to talk about something else. We were, oh, well. Oh. We're going to talk about what we're going to do now that we don't have hockey. But before we do that, yes. I think I want to say something... I'm glad that the players stood up mm. and and basically said we we should postpone games and we should really make a statement here, along with the other leagues. It took them a while. It it seemed like they weren't reading the room very well, but I'm glad that they actually convinced the league that they should take a couple of days off because of the the moment that we're in uh, as a country. So. And they actually had something that said "Black Lives Matter," which is very important. Now, what's really interesting too is that the Hockey Diversity Alliance—I am wearing their shirt. Changed, oh yes, you are. Change hockey culture. Yeah, so they put out a statement this this uh, week, basically listing what they want to do, what the NHL, uh, what they want the NHL to do, and and it's it's modest things, but they're important changes. So basically we're looking at like making sure that uh, league executive positions are like, you know, uh, they, they rise from where they are now, which is like, I think under 1% to like 3.5% in the next few years. They want individual teams to also encourage hiring people of color in those positions as opposed to just having old white men. You know, you, you heard the 200 oh, yeah. hockey men thing. Well, yeah, they they basically, they're like, you know, the only way we're going to change this is if we change how the hiring practices of hockey clubs, we're going to, if we encourage more diversity there, we have more people saying, giving different ideas about how to do things and making things better. And also then it comes down to like, you've got to look at, finding ways to get people engaged in the sport, participating in the sport, and you know, on the uh, level of like, you know, just trying to encourage more children to play hockey as uh, younger so that they can get up and and rise up to the NHL ranks. You know, it's like, I I think it's, uh, they didn't really address that much there, but this is, you know, the whole idea. Because here's the thing, we can beat racism if the people who are watching the sport are, and the people who are playing the sport are are more heterogeneous, I guess we'll say, not yes. homogeneous. So it's like, so we have more people who are of all sorts of different backgrounds and cultures and ethnicities and races. I, I think it's a, a great thing. I mean, I love hockey. Why can't other people love hockey doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have. You can love the sport, you know. But, I mean, there are barriers to kids playing at ages, and and the NHL needs to work on that, too. But right now they're working at the, trying to get uh, clubs to accept the idea of like, hey, wait a minute, black voices need to be in your organizations. Let's do that. So I think that's good. So I'm glad that the players, because the Hockey Diversity Alliance also said that, hey, this was player driven. This, you know, this this um, this timeout basically, uh, basically, uh, and it was like it took them a little bit longer than other other leagues to to adopt this. But I'm glad that they did, and uh, I think uh, the way that we can kind of work against racism in all aspects of our lives is to have spaces that are populated by people of different races ethnicities cultures etc so that's the best way that we can do it i say this as a fan of boston bruins who i don't think the boston bruins are racist because we even had Marshawn come out this week saying oh that's too bad you couldn't watch hockey when there are bigger things that we could stand for oh sorry not sorry i'm paraphrasing there but right. y- you get it it's uh, oh yeah
1: he pretty much got both middle fingers and said fuck off people if this upsets you and i love i thought that was awesome
0: yeah yeah um he's similar about uh the you can play um ambassadorship that he has uh where he's just like you know no need to uh you know throw around uh homophobic slurs around you know don't do that that's not cool again paraphrasing marshy says things better than i do sometimes i'm just rambling on about this but these are the things that are very important i know somebody who's like well athletes aren't role models no they're not role models but kids look up to them and would you rather have somebody who is espousing better ideas about how we can be great as, uh, as uh, citizens, basically? How we can treat each other with respect and dignity? Wouldn't you rather have that than some guy who who didn't do that? And I have to imagine that a lot of players at this point are maybe... Uh, your heart. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I have to imagine that there are some players who may have done stuff in the past that they regretted and that now they're just like, now that they've matured, they're just like, whoa, I I want to stop that stuff. And that's good. I am not. I don't want to say like, oh, you know, Brad Marchand was obviously a bad guy in, in juniors. I have no idea. Uh, but he might have engaged in some behaviors that he now regrets. And one of his ways to... To uh, make up for that is to work against that now. I'm really happy. I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see Tyler Sagan doing a lot of the the stuff that he's doing. You know, I don't know. Right now, I might be like falling a little bit in love with Tyler Sagan.
1: Sagan's grown up. I
0: know, I love
1: it! Of course, I think all that partying stuff in Boston was... Uh, a spin a spin doctor job by the Bruins brass to make him seem like a bad guy to cover their butt for trading him
0: it it could have been but he did do a lot of partying,
1: yeah, yeah, so did marshand we kept yes. him.
0: This is true, but I don't know i look, I mean they could have said a whole bunch of things. I just know that there were late late practices and missing meetings and Uh, that's
1: true Yeah, you know
0: um they supposedly had to have a guard at his door when he was up in toronto during that series so i don't know it could be it could be like a smear job because guess what (laughs) teams up here they engage in that Uh, The teams do. The media does. It's all that. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if people said all sorts of shitty things about Tory Krug or whomever, you know. I think that his not being here is perhaps one of the better things to happen to him.
1: I agree. He was kind of allowed to live and grow up without having all that pressure on him in Dallas.
0: Right. Right. It sounds like he mostly stays in the area, which is really intriguing to me. I mean, that's how you build a sense of community and you understand things, right? You stay in the area. So I am really regretting that I poured that while I was talking. And (laughs) (laughs) usually I do it when I'm not talking, so you don't hear that. I can cut that out. Very good at that. But... Whatever, you're just gonna hear the fizzies. Uh no, I'm just I'm really glad. I'm, I really want players to get out of this habit of just saying what the right thing is all the time and the right thing is pucks in deep.
1: Pucks in deep, uh we need to you know just uh just place play some hockey, pucks in deep, and uh, you know, just uh look for the open man and uh just uh do that hockey.
0: Yes yes basically i'm mean, I just it's 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 nice to see that that's not happening now okay one other thing i want to say now because i haven't addressed this the bruins last night the players david crechey looked despondent. oh my god yeah you know uh brad marchand was angry he was just like this we you know we did a lot to to make it to this place and to get in the bubble, and you know, we sacrifice some stuff, and it just seems like it wasn't worth it because every time you don't win the championship, it's uh, you know, it sucks. It, it just you know. So I'm just sitting there and I'm like, wow. Of course, you know, Bergy and and Chara were their normal selves, except maybe a little quieter.
1: I I just hope the Bruins can do something. To me, the window is open as long as you have Pasternak. Um, and his deal's up in uh, three more seasons.
0: Yes. I I hope that nobody does anything stupid like, let's trade pasta. No! You will have a fan revolt. Mm-hmm. Fan revolt. No, People will be dropping their season tickets mm-hmm. like you, you wouldn't believe. I mean, you just can't do that. Yeah, was it boneheaded what he and Kaja did this year with the Having to be extra quarantined. Yeah, that was really dumb. But what I want him to do is to not be punished by that or for that. I want him to learn. When people say, don't do this. Don't do it. Yeah. Or, you know, stay home. Stay home. Stay fucking home. The problem is is that I think Pasta spent some time not only at home in Prague. He spent some time in Sweden and in Sweden, they're just like, we don't fucking care. Everybody get it. <laughs> and all the countries around them were like, no. no. <laughs> 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 this idea of herd immunity, it's like, um, it's not as simple as let everybody get it. Because that's a, that's a strategy that, it, it, as someone I heard uh, a, a doctor say last night, that's not a strategy to get through this. This is just an abdication of leadership. And like and, ooh.
1: and again are we do we know you can't get it more than once?
0: No, we don't we don't fucking know exactly. anything about this. You know? <sighs> um we know that you can remain positive without having symptoms even after you've had symptoms, you can remain positive for a long time. Which is why the NHL, if they had positive tests, they basically, those people would not be retested again because they would still show up as positive. You know, we basically know that there's an incubation period uh, and we don't even understand exactly why it affects some people more than it does others, you know, because they're like, Oh, well, the younger people can get it or they can be asymptomatic. And it's like, well, Or, you know, they get a very light case of it. It's like, no, there are 30-year-olds who are dying. There are people in their 20s who are dying when they get this. It's like we don't understand exactly what determines that. Pre-existing conditions almost certainly would suggest that those people are more likely to die if they, they contract the virus. But we don't. The simple fact is we don't know. And I think yeah, I don't want to go into a big, long dive on this, because even with what little information I think I know, I'm probably wrong about some of this stuff. Right. I'm not, very complex. Yeah. I'm not an epidemiologist. I just, I try to learn as much as I can. So, but we're right. We don't know. We don't know about these things. But What, what we do know is that you need to take precautions for yourself and other people and, like I said, about Pasta, I just want him to learn to not be a bonehead. That's mm-hmm. all. Okay? Kaja and Pasternak, don't be boneheads. Now, that does bring up one thing. Do you hope that Nick Ritchie just disappears before next season?
1: <laughs> I-, I gotta be honest. There's, If he comes back, I mean... He would have the balls as big as an elephant to kind of be like, "Yeah, I'll, st- I'll stick around in Boston."
0: He's got another year, and then he's still RFA. I
1: know, I know that, but to me, that's the agent. that's like, hey, you know that playoff thing didn't work out so well. Can we re- request a trade? I I don't. I doubt the the Bruins. Uh, I mean, it'll it'll make the Heinen deal look even worse, but I'm sure they'll get a fifth round draft pick for him. Yeah.
0: I'd do it, because mm-hmm. you know what? Why? Why would we have somebody? Granted, he's not making a lot. I think it's one point three. Mm-hmm. Why would we want to keep somebody who is basically dead weight?
1: And uh, his brother Brent, Brett, 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 yep. Brett is um a restricted free agent. You know what? Don't don't bring him back. Let the Richie brothers go to a team together. Be be cute.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm all for it. I just, I think that this trade deadline was not the best. I think last year's trade deadline was pretty amazing.
1: uh, That was the best third line I've ever seen.
0: I know. Can we get Marcus Johansson back from from, uh, the Sabres? Can we just trade? Let's trade them a bunch of things that we don't want.
1: (laughs) I do love all these trades. People are like, if we... Like they want um, Eichel, Jack Eichel. Of course, yeah. I would love to have him on the Bruins too, but they're like they're like we'll trade all these players, but not McAvoy or Pasta. I'm like you no, know, to get Jack Eichel, you have to give one of those players up.
0: Yep, like, you do, you do, you yeah. know. Because
1: because um, honestly, he's a center, um, and honestly, it he's probably if he had the supporting cast we would probably say, Oh yeah, he's better than than pasta or, or, uh, McAvoy, but McAvoy might be my favorite Bruin right now. I think it was Bergeron. I think it is now McAvoy. Well,
0: everybody's favorite Bruin is, is, is Bergeron. So you, so that's a given. So you don't even have (laughs) to count him. So then you can just say, Oh, Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, Yeah. I am sad that my, uh, My boys-to-boys took a step back this postseason. Mm. Boy, he just did not look good. And I'm hoping that he can build upon that next year, what he built this season. Anyway, he looked really good during the the regular season. I'm hoping he can rebuild. And I don't know who his defensive partner will be, so that'll be interesting. And although, gosh, you know, I still love seeing him with Chara. Ultra-mega defenseman over 14 feet of defenseman. <laughs> How can you resist? And my other boy, boy, mm-mm. no magic. What the hell? He had a bad season. Just not a good season at all. And I, I think that we talked about this. I think that Achari is very really missed.
1: He was better than we thought. Oh, man. I saw on Twitter, and I should have done my research. I forget which Spruin's sports rider it was. But he summarized it. Pretty well for what happened to the Bruins in the playoffs The Bruins in the regular season Of course were hot But they Had their uh, lack of depth Was covered by An insane first line In elite goaltending Yep
0: and, and, But this has been their problem for a while mm-hmm. Hasn't it?
1: It has it, Tampa losing to Columbus Last year Was the Bruins' greatest gift Yep. Forget about what they did at the deadline. Well, no, it was Tampa losing. The second line was not all that great in 2019. Uh, uh, Even during the playoffs, it was that third line that was just incredible.
0: They caught fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now there's only one piece of that third line. Yep. And I love Charlie Coyle. I think he can do a lot, but he really needs to have the right people with him. And and he and Bjork were were building that chemistry, but you know Bjork fell to the limitations of this was his first year. It was his first playoffs. Uh, you know we should commend him for making it through the season without being re injured. So that's good. I mean he built up his game to get up there. He sh- he showed that uh, he still needs to to learn some stuff.
1: So. Yeah, he kind of turned into like Doctor Hook there, and. <laughs> in the carolina series but it was only one game but at game five despite the bruins losing stanika and bjork with coil like why couldn't we have that all season
0: oh yeah i'd like that That would be fine
1: i think coolman will be a great fourth liner he's can... fast
0: Whew, wow so then wow somebody's gonna be an odd duck out
1: well nordstrom would be the one who's packing his bags and, and, and oh that's
0: right Lind- Lindholm home is like the 13th forward i forgot about that so i feel bad for the players not so much for me i've had a hard time like i said getting into it i'm really just tired and frustrated by the pandemic but what am i gonna do
1: it it never quite felt like the playoffs to me honestly despite the Bruins winning the cup in 2011. My favorite cup run was last year's because I watched almost every game with someone from my family or my, my friend Brian this year, less than half. Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Last season, I watched all the games. I was so happy. As soon as Tampa was knocked out, I'm like, the Bruins are going to go all the way. You're going to go to the final. Because I just knew there was nothing stopping them. There was nothing that could be in their way. I I was amazed when they actually swept the Canes because I thought the Canes might give them a little bit of a hiccup, but not really. It had Tampa not been knocked out, it would have been a different thing. So it was a wonderful run. I got to go to the first Stanley Cup final game. It was the only game they won at home. Oh, So I got to go to that game and it was just great. I got to see Torrey Krug truck Robert Thomas live. Oh yes. I got to see Karalee score right below me cuz I was up in that section. So it was uh it was really great.
1: I got to see Karalee score uh in the Winter Classic.
0: Did you you went to the cl- Classic?
1: When it was in Notre Dame? Yeah, I went to that. Oh yeah, you did. Co- <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh yeah. no, you didn't.
0: Oh, you did. No, I did. I did. Okay. I oh, you r- did. R-
1: and I uh, ran into to Mandy. I was just walking around, I'm like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" <laughs> oh my God, Nick! How the fuck are you? I'm like, I'm doing great. Good to see you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah, it that um it seems like a hundred years ago. It does. Honestly, but that was January first, two thousand nineteen.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, I was just sitting there. I'm like, there's no way I'm going out to the Midwest in the middle of winter. Fuck that. And then I should have gone. I should have yeah. gone.
1: But the, that's okay. The two nights before, it was cold. But the day of the game, it was like upper 30s, a little overcast, bundled up. I got cold a couple times. I'm not, I'm not going to say, oh, wait, I was fine. My, I should have I doubled up on the socks. I didn't account for that. But otherwise, mm-hmm. I was great.
0: Yeah, I always find the early part of winter to be hard to figure out exactly how to dress and do stuff. And then you get into the hang of it. And then by the time late February hits, you're just kind of like, I am I got this. I know which layers to, to keep on and which ones to take off. So, yeah. Okay, well, that's cool. Glad you got to go to see that. Yeah, that was a magical year, wasn't it? The 2019 uh, or 2018-2019 year. Hmm. Yeah, so maybe someday it'll be like the before times again. So, I don't know. But as it, it turns out, we uh, we no longer have playoff hockey that is uh, keeping us glued to occupied. the TV. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it wasn't keeping us glued to the TV anyway. So, whatever. So, what are you planning on doing now? You don't have school anymore, and you are you working a buttload of hours. yes.
1: I am working a buttload of hours, but thankfully we hired two people in the last two weeks. Still have to train them, so the hours are still up there. But for instance, today, guess what? I got off at 5.30, went for a very long walk, listened Ooh. to two albums, I had a great day. So the, the listeners can't see this because we're not uh, – because it's, because it's a podcast. I'm not sure if you knew that. <laughs> there's, no, there's no visual.
0: It's an audio podcast, more yes. specifically.
1: But I know you've seen it. There's this piano electric excuse me electric piano behind me yep um your I hand
0: have, was like right on it, it was,
1: yeah it's like, off so you can't hear it right now i know um, but
0: it looked like wait, never mind it was just the the view i could see yeah. it was, your hand was in the right spot
1: so i have been dabbling with learning it i have my piano teacher lined up but she's like nick when's your when's your first lesson gonna be i'm like oh the bruins play today I'm like, well, how about this day? No, only these days work for me, Nick. So it, it always felt like every Wednesday or Monday, the Bruins had a game. Mm-hmm. And that's when she wants to do lessons. So I'll I'll finally be... And then on the weekends, the Bruins had a game too. So I really wasn't studying my, uh, my lesson book that she gave me. So I'm finally going to get serious about learning piano. Oh, nice. Um, and better or for worse... My hockey league resumes next Sunday.
0: Interesting. How do you feel about that?
1: Conflicted. I will be honest with you. I am also excited. That's part of it. Well, of course I'm conflicted. That means there's happiness and sadness within me. And I will be playing. I I play my brothers on my team. And we've discussed we just need to limit our locker room time. Although the rink has some of the party rooms like they have for kids birthdays. They've turned those into additional locker rooms. So there's lockers are spaced six feet apart, but it's still a very confined space. So my brother and I have discussed. No, let's just wear everything but our our, our skates. We just get dressed at home. <laughs> drive. As, as our, we'll drive without our helmets and gloves on too. Um, <laughs> Safety first. Yeah, man. If we do. Get an accident though, I tell you, we're 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 good, we're golden. So yeah, we're we're mostly worried about the locker rooms, the bench. There's not much you can do there. On the ice, I have almost no no worries. But playing ice hockey kind of is my favorite thing to do in the world.
0: Besides playing bass.
1: Yeah. Um, uh oh. People people have asked me that question, Nick. You could only do one or the other: play bass or play ice hockey. And I'm like. For the rest of my life, I can only do one or the other. And I'm like, oh, geez. It's like like, like a peanut butter and jelly. I need them both in my life, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah I hate when people do those, like, yeah. either or. You can't do both. And I'm like, no, life doesn't work like that. You know, it's kind of like the – if you were um, – What superhero ability would you want? Would you like to have the ability to fly or the ability to turn invisible or Mm. the uh, ability to run really fast? And it's just like, okay. So it's like, well, I want none of those. Mm. None of those appeal to me. You know what I want? I want psychic powers. I want to be like Psylocke. I want to have that like psychic blade where I could just like penetrate your mind and obliterate it that's what i want and use all my psychic energy to have like physical weapons that's that is the superhero ability i want okay i don't want this invisible shit because it makes me feel like oh i can just go hide from my problems and i don't want this flying shit because it's like well i can speed away very fast up into the stratosphere away from my problems and i don't want to be the super running fast person because it's obviously running away from my problems. I, like, the psychic thing is like, I'm going to confront my problems face on, head on.
1: <laughs> the sound effect at the end. <laughs> Pierced
0: my soul. Now, the Psylocke that you got in X-Men Apocalypse was not the Psylocke that I'm talking about. Psylocke was a lot more, she was a lot more powerful than that. And so, anyway, that's my point, is, like, just stop presenting me with options that are not viable. I'll pick them myself, thank you. None of this, you can only do one. Eh, You know? Um... They made Twisted Ice Cream, didn't they? That's true. If before you could only get soft serve uh, vanilla or soft serve uh, chocolate, and now you can get them twisted. Whoa.
1: Thankfully, I don't have to pick between bass and, and hockey. Mm. But okay, ba- mm. base, But let's. But I'm not happy about picking it because I got.
0: Well, why don't we just put it this way? Mm. The thing that you loved before.
1: Mm. It's, it's coming back.
0: Um, well, I mean, the thing that you loved before was, like, playing the bass and stuff like that. And you've gotten to a certain point. You've done things with that. And now you're playing hockey. And hockey is a different skill set that you're using. That you, um, you're doing it more for the fun of it rather than, like, trying to make a living or perform at a certain level.
1: This is very true. When I play ice hockey, do you know why I do it? For fun. Because I want to. Yep. I there's no no other reason. I mean, I guess that's... Why do I play baseball? Oh, because I want to. You know, there's there's many reasons. Because I, I, I sometimes make money doing it. Yep. I sometimes like the connection I make with other people. But when I play... I like performing for other people. When I play ice hockey, yes, I'm a good teammate. I want to win. But really, I'm doing it for me, myself, and I. Right. Because I'm like... You almost forget, like, when you're on the ice and it's a good game, you forget you exist. You're just doing it. Um, And that's a cool feeling.
0: Yep. See? That's all you need. Mm -hmm. That's all you need. Yeah. I have a friend who plays bass, and he's very good. He he can play, like, jazz bass. He does, like, standards and stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. we used to make fun of, like, you know, like, classic rock standards. Like, so we used to, or some like light funk or something. So we used to make fun of him sometimes and be like, play my (laughs) sticks, (laughs) Sally."
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually never played that song surprisingly.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I understood exactly all the reasons why he played bass. He loved making money. That was Mm -hmm. great, but he didn't want to write his own songs or anything, but he wanted to perform. And it was a big thing where it's like, he would, constantly be around friends and you know be like hanging out with people and he liked being a, a performer without being in the spotlight mm-hmm. so it's like it's all of those things so it's like i get it and hockey is a different thing and it's probably in some ways a little more humbling
1: <laughs> yeah i'm not good
0: <laughs> that's okay that's okay you don't have to be good nope.
1: so so what are you going to be doing now that hockey is, is done?
0: Well, this year, since the pandemic hit, we've been doing all sorts of home improvements, like stuff that we can do on the inside. There are other things that we're talking about, like we eventually have to get our windows replaced and we have to get some siding um, done on the house. And, and these are things that are we're probably going to put off until like next spring. But we've been doing stuff inside. So we painted our living room back in May and I finally finally got got my prints up on the wall. We have all these um Godzilla prints, one's an actual like a uh, Godzilla print from in Japanese. I think it was a uh, what was it? Destroy All Monsters or something like that. It was the uh, it's it's the one where Godzilla and Mothra team up for the first time against Ghidra. Oh. So, uh yeah. So there's that one and then we have Let's see, all sorts of Polish Godzilla prints. Polish Godzilla prints are great because the artists clearly had very little idea of what the movies were actually about. And they make these like really stunning pieces of art that were like things that they would hang in the cinemas, you know, to to advertise the movies. And I just love them. They're just so fun. So... I have a whole bunch of those prints. I finally framed them and got them up on the wall and it took me forever because I just was stalling out and, and doing other things and preoccupied with hockey and all that stuff. So even though I didn't watch a huge amount of games, it was just like our lives kind of stopped because even though I wasn't doing this, my husband was doing stuff. So, and then I painted my office. And so my office looks really bare right now, but, I'm going to get that in shape so that uh, I can have a nice space to work in because I want to work on things I have not done in a very long time. I have some artwork I would like to work on eventually. I have some sewing stuff I want to do. All sorts of things. So getting my office in shape is a priority now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's it doesn't sound very exciting. Um, In some ways it isn't, but in other ways it is kind of exciting because it's like, ooh, since I'm going to be spending a lot more time at home for the foreseeable future, Mm -hmm. um, we might as well make it as comfortable as possible. And, uh, you know, Boomer will make sure that I have to go out for walks every day. So that's his thing. He's a dog. He's a dog. And he's going to need to be tucked in soon because... He goes to bed at like uh, between and that's the other thing, because of the hockey games, his bedtime was getting pushed back and he does not like <laughs> that. He's oh. just like, I don't want to go to bed at 11. <laughs> I don't want to go to bed this late. I want to go to bed now. Yeah. My dog uh, is like, a well, I might get some child. sleep, too. You yeah, sleep is good. Yeah, so that's that's it. That's the plan. You know, going to keep an eye on what's going on uh, with the Bruins. Uh, basically, we have a lot of free time right now because uh, it's not looking like uh, things are really going to happen until, like, the first week of October after the final wraps up. And who knows who's going to be there. So, yeah. I imagine that we will come back at some point and talk about free agency or something kind of wrap up the season a little bit more, Mm. but I think we're going to take a break for a little bit because it's just like, uh, unless something comes up, if something Mm -hmm. really important comes up, then we will say something about that, you know? Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, there isn't really a lot going on. We could sit here and hem and haw and talk about all the what ifs that we want to. And that's just frankly, just, uh, just, you know, depressing.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I I have seen some other podcasts even before Game Five starting to discuss what the Bruins lineup will look next season. I'm like, oh, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. You you. No,
0: I I mean, if you wanted to, my gut feeling right now mm-hmm. is that Stadnika makes it out of camp. Yeah. And that's and then, you know, so we're going to have this situation where it's like he's going to look great some nights and he's going to look terrible other nights and we're going to have to deal with it. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I I would love to see a, a year with Kasha with with Krejci. Mm-hmm. But I also wonder if maybe the solution might be to take Pasta and put him down on on Krejci's line
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, instead of having one line that's stacked you know, because Marshy can handle his own. And maybe putting Kasha up there yep. might be good, but I don't know. It's good to have two right wings to worry about, figure out where to put them.
1: I think uh, Pasta scored 20 of his goals on the power play.
0: Yeah, so it doesn't really or matter. Something.
1: So you, you still roll out the what we now know as the Bergeron line on the power play. Not a bad idea.
0: Yep, yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love seeing Creechy on the power play during these playoffs on the top power play unit, I should say. So that was fun because he filled in when Pasta wasn't in. And I love seeing that, too. But uh, basically, they need to address that third line. Uh, And the problem with the third line is not Charlie Coyle. So it's who you're putting around him. Is Anders Bjork the answer there? Stanika, I would definitely put him there. To start, why start him out on the on the fourth line? You know, get him some good time on the third line and see where he fits after that. And then quite frankly, I don't think it's worth worrying about the fourth line right now. If you can get that third line scoring and the second line being a little bit more consistent, then that's going to be fantastic. Obviously, this is not rocket science. Anybody mm-hmm. knows this. But also, you know, it's like Charlie Magavoy, he had a rough season in the beginning, not in his defensive play, but in just his offensive
1: Mm.
0: game. Uh, Because, you know, we are expecting him to be a little, uh, to have more upside there. He definitely can drive a play. Mm. It's just, we're looking for the finishing touch here, right? So... And if Krug walks, you're definitely going to need some more people to pick up that slack. So,
1: Oh, I, I was, that's, the power play will look different next year without Krug. But we're going to see an explosion from McAvoy because he'll be getting top power play time. Right. And I might have to buy his jersey, even though he's younger than me.
0: That shouldn't be a thing, Nick. It shouldn't be a thing. I know it's your <laughs> thing. I buy jerseys of people that I'm literally old enough to be their mom.
1: I am old enough to be his older brother.
0: Well, see, there you go. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I I have two jerseys of of players that I am old enough to be their mom. Because I am... Oh, boy. I'm 20 years older than Sean Corrales. And I am more than 20 years older than Brandon Carlo. Uh, 23. Almost twenty four years older than him, Patrice Bergeron. I think I'm just a uh, a young aunt. Yeah, Chara. I could be like his his um his older sister. That that's uh, that's the right age. That's that's where I am with that. Yeah, and uh, like younger players, the, the players are always going to get younger. And then you know what's going to be great is I'm just going to get more adorable as I get older, and the players yeah. would just love it. Just love it you know when they meet me they'll be like oh my god look at that old lady she's wearing my jersey (laughs) (laughs) that is my goal right now i'm in middle age i'm enjoying like you know middle-aged things like fixing up my house and whatever and pretending i have a design sense and you know let my hair grow out not worried about what society thinks about that and uh, I wear my crazy little socks that are always, you know, fun and colorful. That's my thing right now. And then I'm going to just transition very seamlessly into adorable old lady. That's that's my plan. It, that's
1: it. I, you got this. You got it mapped out. You're, you're, gold. you're yeah. gold. Yeah. You're golden.
0: Yeah. That's my thing. Because it's like, you know, I've been working on this for a very, very long time. You know, I'm trying to be adorable. I know that not everybody thinks I am. That's fine. I'm working on it. You know, Uh, I always like to talk to the people that are waiting on us because if my husband does, he comes off a certain way. and, And when I talk to them, I am pleasant and friendly and sweet. So like I've been working on this adorable angle since I was like six years old. So maybe even younger. So there we go. I'm going to be the adorable old lady who wears the much younger Bruins players jerseys. And it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. But uh, I know I'm not the only one of my friends who feels this way. So it's fun because Ellen's like, oh, my God, you're so, so much younger than us. (laughs) 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 Uh, But yeah, so don't, you know, age is, it's such a hang up for people. Don't let it be a hang up. Get whoever jerseys you want and rock it. Are they the best player? No, but are they Zach Ronaldo? Hell no. Get him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's my that's that's where I'm going with that. Sticking with that. So, all right. I think I think we're going to go into hibernation for a little while. Yes. All right. So we don't have any games to announce. So, so I guess we should just say where you can find us. You have been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whichever ones you use, on Spotify, and other places where you can probably find yeah a congregation of or a congregation of of. Podcasts, whatever that might be.
1: Podkai.
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't do that. Podcasts. Uh, I know. If it were podcastum, oh. then it would be podcast duh. Po- yeah. Or pa- podcast us, it would be Podcaster. podcasty or po- podcast So, you know, like radius, radii. So, yes, there we go. Anyway, <laughs> perhaps you would like to discuss linguistics with us. And there are ways that you can do that. Keep in mind, I've never taken Latin, but whatever. Um, I know some stuff about some languages. You can find us on Twitter at Barely on Podcast. Uh, barely on Podcast. Let's try that again. Barely on Topic. On Twitter um, at Barely on Topic. On Twitter at Barely on Topic or on Facebook, at Barely On Topic Podcast. See, that's what happened. I was thinking about that, and I just yes. mixed it all up. So I would, I would give out my normal Twitter thing, but honestly, I think I'm going to be taking a break from Twitter right now. And you've probably listened to this like a million times. You know how to find me. Same thing with Nick.
1: Mm-hmm. You can find me on the internet.
0: There we go. That's, you know what, that is the best and most succinct way of saying it. You can find us on the internet. So um, keep in mind, if you tweet at Barely barely on Topic on Twitter, you're talking to me most of the time anyway. So maybe that's how you want to talk to me. I don't know. You haven't really wanted to in a while. So, uh, oh, God, I'm not trying to uh, I'm not shaming anyone. It's tough. It's tough for everybody. Stop it okay Mm -hmm. you have the last word You,
1: you just said it
0: well you can say it again word there we go